The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of the Punt and Pass Podcast is presented to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Hey, are you tired of losing in fantasy sports? Well, times are changing. Now it's just you versus the numbers. Prize Picks is the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season-long team already or if you're a seasoned vet in the daily fantasy space. On Prize Picks, you simply select two, three, or four players and predict if they will go over or under their fantasy projection. Hey, you think George Pickens is going to score a touchdown with 100-plus receiving yards this weekend? What about Stetson Bennett? Is he going to keep it hot? Well, take their overs and win real cash today. Price Picks gives you the chance to win 10x your money for getting four predictions correct. Entries are so simple, they can be made in less than 60 seconds. All you have to do is sign up today at prizepicks.com or on the Price Picks app and use the promo code PUNT to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Price Picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. That's right. Use the promo code PUNT, P-U-N-T, and you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Even if you're an existing user, we know our friends at Prize Picks love punt and pass. We know a lot of our listeners have Prize Picks. Go in there and use the promo code PUNT if you haven't already and get a 100% match on your deposit up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market. There's so much action right now, too. We got awesome Thursday night football tonight in the NFL. Tampa Bay taking on Chicago. A fantastic slate of college football games this weekend in the SEC, in the ACC, even in the Big 12. The Braves. We got playoff baseball. NBA finals are still going on. Right now is the time to really do it on Prize Picks. They have a slick and easy-to-use mobile app. Download it. Or go to prizepicks.com and use the promo code PUNT. We love our friends over at Prize Picks and we love college football. That's why we're here. We have an awesome schedule to break down, a lot to talk about in the world of college football. So let's get right to it. Here we go. 
Okay, let's do it. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. And if you haven't yet, which I'm sure you have, head on over to puntandpass.com. It's got everything you need to get ready for another awesome weekend in college football. I wrote a blog yesterday giving you my quick hits, my quick thoughts on the entire SEC schedule with some predictions, some score predictions on what I think is going to happen across the league. It's got a merchandise page. It's got everywhere that our podcast is distributed and our YouTube page, which is blowing up. I love it. People love looking at us, Aaron, while we discuss college football. Who wouldn't? That, of course, is what we do. So be sure to head on over to puntandpass.com, hit up the YouTube page, and follow us on social media. Okay, I I decided this, finally. I have no idea what week it is in college football. I I see a lot of people say week six. Some are saying week five. Aaron, it's week three in the SEC, which is obviously our bread and butter here on Punt and Pass. I I think for once in my life, I'm going to have to side with the majority and just say, you know what? It's, It's week six. I know week zero messed with everyone. I know this season is crazy as it is. But I think I'm just going to, I'm throwing in the towel, and guys, it's week six. So if you look at punt, pass, and pick on the website, it'll say week six. We've skipped week five. Is that okay, Aaron? I have no idea what the hell I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird year, so um, as long as everyone's on the same page, then, okay. then we'll move forward with it. So, yes, it is week six, uh, and we're just going to have more weeks this year. So that's yeah. a good thing. So at the end of the day... We get what are we going to get like 15, 16? I don't know because it's going to go to the you know end of December for some of these conferences, yeah. uh, especially the Mountain West and, and Pac 12 and Big Ten. They're going to start here the next few weeks, so yeah, more weeks. Uh, I think to me sounds a little bit sexier, yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know what? Just keep it going. I mean, even if we go into next year, that's fine by me, just keep the weeks going. I'll adjust, that's what I do. You adjust and adapt, and we will be right here for you. On punt and pass, you just mentioned it. Pac-12, Mountain West, the MAC just released their schedule, which will feel great. I mean, when it gets colder outside and it gets darker earlier, you expect to see MAC football on your TV Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, and Thursday night. So hopefully that comes sooner rather than later, and they move along as scheduled. Let's dive into the SEC real quick, though. One thing that I've absolutely loved following this week, Aaron, is the fun that Lane Kiffin is having leading up to this battle uh, against Alabama. This weekend, obviously Ole Miss is heavily overmatched. Ole Miss's defense is not what it should be. Alabama looks just as good as they have in years past. But Lane Kiffin is going up against his former boss, Nick Saban. And man, he's just saying whatever the hell he wants in the media. I find it refreshing. I find it fun. He actually got Saban to laugh, like genuinely laugh in his press conference yesterday because he was asked about the matchup, Saban versus Kiffin. Did you see what he said, Aaron? What, what Lane said? Didn't Lane say something along the lines of uh, it's not a great thing? I'm talking about him just for, against former assistants, Nick Saban. Yeah. People are like, oh, is it an advantage? And, and Lane's like, no, it's not an advantage. No one's won. So obviously it's not any kind of advantage being underneath him. So it's true, though. But I know. It's more of the, just the personnel. I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, Nick Saban is a, a tremendous coach. I mean, there's no doubt about it, especially defense side of the football uh, he's, he's, he's a master, um, but he also has the best talent around him. That's the reason yeah. why he has so much success against his former assistant coaches because he just has better players. And, and that's what that's all the game of football is. You know, every now and then the underdog is going to win. The less talented team wins. But for the majority of the time, the team with the most talent wins the football game. It also helps with the fact that you have a great head coach that's going to teach you the right fundamentals and put you in the right situation to go make plays. But 
Dude, Alabama has four and five stars on their backup and third All over the place. Sake. So, you know, that that's that's the problem. That's why Nick Saban's undefeated against those guys. And, you know, I, I really don't see that changing this weekend. I do love I do love the energy uh, from the coaches in, on, on the West, though. I mean, you got Lane, uh, just, just you know, you, you say it the best, honestly. I mean, the guy's done really nothing in his career. He just <laughs> continues to, to, to get great gigs and gigs in the SEC. And, you know, I had some success down there in South Florida at FAU, and, and I had him a couple times. And, you know, they were doing well, and I have a couple players that are playing the NFL at the moment. But, you know, he's just kind of bounced around and continued to give him, you know, another chance, another chance, another chance, another chance. And um, it, I think a little bit has to do with his personality and the fact that kids know him. You know, that's yeah. the one thing when you bring him into Ole Miss – People recognize his name. So kids kind of, 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 you know, especially in this Twitter and Instagram and TikTok world, uh, they've seen enough quotes from Lane Kiffin. They've heard enough about him. So, you know, when he calls in to, to recruit you, you're like, oh, sweet, Lane Kiffin's going to call me. You, yeah, know, you don't realize that maybe he really hasn't had much success in his career as a head coach, but, you know, you just recognize the name and you recognize the brand. So um, it's a fun matchup. And, and, you know, I think a lot of these games is going to be, Interesting because of weather and, and how well these offenses are going to perform. But yeah. if it was a nice day, this would be a fun game to watch. I think any game Ole Miss plays this year, I'm most likely going to tune in because I think they're going to score a ton of points and they're also going to give up a ton of points. It's going to be a track race. Um, Alabama's more talented on both sides, so Alabama's going to win this one. But I still think they can make it interesting. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and Lane is keeping it interesting even before they take the field. And like you said, I think recruits notice that. I think recruits understand that he's trying to have fun, that he's trying to bring a different feel to Oxford. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but especially in this Zoom press conference era, getting the same questions each and every day, not being able to have that face-to-face interaction, you have to mix it up. And here's what Kiffin did yesterday. Of course, he's continuously getting asked about the Saban-Kiffin matchup, Saban against his former assistants. And yesterday he was asked once again, about the Saban Kiffin matchup, and here's what he said, Aaron. Quote, we're not playing, but if we did, there's no way he could cover me. I'm worried about him because he's elderly. That's what he said. So a reporter read that I, back I, to I'm more, I'm more worried about Lane Kiffin because he's looking like he's packed oh, up. Oh, man. He's enjoying Oxford, and uh, you is. can tell. It's hilarious. He and looks Saban's like a, fit now. Oh, he's yeah. Fit. I don't know, man. Lane is definitely packed on the LBs. Lane may fall over running. Because of his big old belly and cheeks, it just may topple over. So. so Kiffin's 45 years old, and if you've seen him, he looks like a 60-year senior in college who's just <laughs> living at the dining halls and ripping keg beer all weekend long, which is totally fine. I don't judge. And Coach Saban turned 69 on Halloween, so he's old. And he was so funny. Here's his answer. I guess what I would ask is when he's my age, what's he going to be like then? Quote, I still pride myself on my ability to cover I just don't think I could cover him. He talks about how he's had a hip replacement. I mean, he's like laughing. Coach Saban's actually laughing when he gave that answer. So I think that he respects Lane, enjoys being around him, and I respect Lane for not cowering to Nick Saban, right? I think that's just fun. It's like like he's his son or it's like he's his younger brother who just kind of jabs him in the side and he just doesn't care. And now he's out from underneath his wing so he can do what he wants in Oxford. That'll be a fun game this weekend. I think Alabama's going to score 50-plus because Ole Miss can't stop a nosebleed. Um, and Ole Miss probably just – they might flirt with that 30-point range. Hopefully they get some more points later on. Maybe they cover. Question, question to you, Drew. Please. When Saban hangs it up, um, and obviously the you know it's it's the, the hope for Alabama fans is, is they somehow get Dabo away from Clemson. But 
you know, obviously there's rumors now that Dabo may go to the NFL. I mean, oh, who God. Knows and all that. I'm just saying, who is next in line to take over the throne in Alabama? That's a fantastic question. I'll, I'll touch on the Dabo thing real quick. I've thought about this a lot. Why would Dabo ever go oh, to Oh, I would never leave Clemson ever. Never. He's got the greatest go thing yeah. at Clemson. He is Clemson football. Yep. Saban has a statue outside Bryant Denny Sam right now, and he's still coaching. Saban will go down as the greatest or the second greatest college football coach of all time. I don't think that's a job that Dabo should take. I don't think Dabo's cut out for the NFL. I think Dabo might be a lifer at Clemson, which is totally fine. Who takes over that job? Man, that's a fantastic question. Lane you know, Kiffin. Yo, I don't that's mind what I was that. Kinda, that's what I was kind of thought. Okay. The relationship between the two. Okay. That's why I was seeing if you would bite the cheese a little bit and go down the Lane Kiffin path. You know, the only if thing that I would If he has success at Ole Miss over the next four or five years. Okay. I, I like that. I think the one thing that would hurt Lane Kiffin for getting the Alabama job is kind of falling in line with the boosters, right? Boosters don't want to have to put up with that. They don't want him to be a wild card, which I think Lane could be described as. But I will take a bite of that cheese. I like – I'm picking up what you're putting down. Way to go, Aaron Murray, making me think on this Thursday morning. Another thing I want to touch on in the SEC, two quick thoughts before we dive into this weekend's games. One, everybody knows how much I love Kentucky football. Um, Kentucky football was ranked in the preseason top 25. A lot of hype around them. I kept seeing Kentucky pundits saying they wanted to play Alabama in week one because they thought maybe they could catch them early and upset them. And and, and they were they were shocked and embarrassed that their game against Auburn in week one was put at 12 noon. That game should have been 3.30 on CBS. They're, they're getting disrespected. Well, Kentucky's 0-2. They, they killed themselves against Auburn. They lost against Ole Miss in overtime newsflash they played this week against mississippi state who just lost to arkansas i think mississippi state uses this as a get right game i think they win their next two games aaron are at tennessee and home versus georgia i think kentucky loses their next three games aaron and kentucky starts oh and five who would have thought who would have thought but the media was telling you that Kentucky was going to be a challenger in the SEC East, that Kentucky was going to be a force this year. I told you before the season, no. I told you I thought Tennessee would be that kind of underdog, fresh horse coming out of the gates in the SEC East. And through two and a half weeks, I feel pretty vindicated, but I really do believe Kentucky could start this season 0-5. They could. Obviously they could. I mean, anything's possible. But, you know, let's just wait and see how good Tennessee is. I mean, Tennessee beat two teams – that they beat last year. So let's not forget that. I mean, people were saying, oh, this team is great. Yeah. Uh, and I do think Tennessee is a, a good football team. I mean, you, you turn on and watch the film, um, uh, at least on the offense side of the football, they're very dominant up front. Garantano is playing well. Uh, he's finding some playmakers on the outside. They got some legitimate running backs there at Tennessee, two really good dudes. Uh, the defense concerns me a little bit, but listen, they're 2-0. and They're flying high after what they did last season. For sure. So you got to give the edge to Tennessee right now, but – you know, let's see what they do against a team like Georgia. I mean, what can they do against elite teams? So before we crown Tennessee the number three team in the SEC East, let's see what they do on the road this weekend against the Dogs. If they go out there and have a good performance and lose, I'll give it to them. If they go out there and get crushed, then then we have to have the discussion again of, okay, what's this game versus Kentucky going to look like versus Tennessee? And then all of a sudden I think Kentucky, depending on how this weekend goes – 
may have a little bit of swagger heading into that game. So I still think that number three spot is still up for discussion. I think it's going to be most likely determined this week. And I don't think it's going to be determined the following week because I think if Tennessee, play, like I said, plays well, I think their confidence level is going to lead them to a victory versus Kentucky uh, and, and their belief that we are a really good team in this league. Um, but if they get smashed and Kentucky plays well, and I still – I know you. I know you're not a fan of Kentucky, but I still am. I mean, listen, they've played well these first two weeks. They just um, kill themselves. They do. They just kill themselves in the red zone inside the five yard. I mean, go back Auburn. They're in. The ref killed them last week. You know, they're running down for a touchdown. Dude decides to celebrate a little bit too early. I think yeah. he was smoked. Uh, and then two plays later, he fumbles the ball at the one yard line, and and then, then they miss an extra point in overtime and lose the football game. So. You know, it's not like this team's getting blown out of the water, for goodness sakes. They should have been up against Auburn in the first half. They were winning against Ole Miss and, and, and screwed themselves multiple times against Ole Miss. For some reason, they just don't want to win football games. So, you know, I, I still think this is a good team. They're not a terrible team. They're not an elite team. They're middle-of-the-pack SEC team. And that's that was my belief, and I think a, a bunch of people's belief heading into this season. No one was saying Kentucky was going to beat Georgia or Florida. Yeah, I agree No one's saying Kentucky was going to beat Alabama. But Kentucky is a good middle-of-the-pack SEC football team that if they show up and your team doesn't, there's a good chance they're going to win that football game. So uh, my, my belief in these guys are, is still the same. Um, they just got to they gotta win. They got to learn how to win, and they got to learn to stop screwing around when they get inside the 10-yard line. Yeah. Uh, they're going to start putting some, some Ws on the board. No question. They'll be without starting running back Cavassier Smoke, greatest name in SEC football history this weekend. So they will be up against a test with a Mississippi State team that's trying to get back in the win column. And you mentioned Tennessee. Can Tennessee really make that step this weekend against Georgia? We'll touch on that game later on in the podcast when we break down the Dude, schedule. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at all these games right now. Yeah. And besides, I mean, every game is like rain. I know. Rain. I know. Rain. I'm seeing the same thing. Rain. It's going to be like, an interesting oh. Saturday. And um, I mean, that. I mean, this weather's a huge factor. Huge factor, especially a with a guy I mean, like Stetson Bennett. You know, Stetson's yeah. a smaller dude, got small hands. Yeah. I mean, look, that's a factor. Saw it yeah. last year with Jake Fromm in those wet ball games. It's uh, it's tough to push the ball down the field consistently if you have well, to. Hopefully, well, you can just run the football and and get out of there with a victory. So, I mean, listen, if, if, if the Kentucky-Mississippi State game, I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to go look at that weather right now mm-hmm. for Kentucky. If that's raining, that's a huge advantage for Kentucky. Amen. Gigantic. I mean, you're talking about two teams that are completely opposite when it comes to offensive styles. You have one that wants to throw the ball 70 times a game and one that wants to run the ball 70 times a game. So, if it's raining. Looking like 72 with rain showers. Advantage Kentucky mm. big time in weather in this one. So, mm. you know, the way they ran the ball last week versus Ole Miss, and, and I do I, I do like the way Mississippi State's defense has been playing this year, but still, I don't like the I don't like if it's pouring Mississippi State and KJ Costello trying to go out there and throw the ball 60, 70 times to win the football game. So yeah. um that that is going to be of all the games this weekend. If you're watching the radar, that's going to be the most important one for that football game. Yep, great, great point. We're not going to break down that game. We got really good action all across college football. We got some ACC games, some Big 12 games that we're going to do and punt, pass, and pick. But one thing before I jump into the schedule that I just want to mention, I think my game of the weekend in the SEC, and I wrote about it on puntandpass.com, is Arkansas at Auburn. I think these two teams are evenly matched. And I just want to say one thing about Arkansas. I don't think we're giving them enough credit. Here is what's different about them in a new regime, in a changeover with Sam Pittman taking over. First things first, 
They have an experienced quarterback with SEC, real SEC experience in your boy, Felipe Franks. Take that for what you will, but that is a fact. That's probably why they were able to upset Mississippi State last weekend. And the other reason, their coordinators are legit. Kendall Bryles, offensive guru, offensive mastermind. He's their offensive coordinator. And on the defensive side, former Missouri head coach Barry Odom, who may not have won a ton of games at Mizzou, but every single time they played a team, the head coach on the opposing side said, that's a very well-coached team. They are fundamentally sound. They play great defense. Those are the two coaches that are running ship for Sam Pittman, who's the head coach who obviously has these guys playing at a high level with a lot of enthusiasm. So don't sleep on Arkansas. They got the upset against Mississippi State. Maybe they can knock off one more power in the SEC West, but after how Auburn got pushed around on the lines of scrimmage last week against Georgia, Look for Arkansas to smell blood in the water. That could be a really good game at 4 p.m. on SEC Network. And while you're watching, I, go ahead, buddy. Oh, I agree. I, I, I do think this is going to be a, a, a great game. I mean, that's just, I don't know, the, the past two weeks was looking at SEC ball. There's just so many good games. I mean, the, the, the oh, level yeah. of competition in this league right now, you know, I feel like I say it every single week, but it really is. Like, you can make a case for most of these games, that they're going to be exciting. They're going to be fun to watch. I mean, even the Missouri-LSU game. I love Missouri's freshman quarterback. Yeah. I think the kid is an absolute stud. Basilek um, is his name. And he came in last week versus Tennessee and, and was just throwing it all over the park. I mean, you're like, holy smokes, this kid is going to be special. So, you know, are they going to beat LSU? I, I don't think so. But I, I want to tune in to see what this kid looks like because I think he's going to be an elite quarterback in this league. Obviously, Tennessee-Georgia is going to be a great game. Um, Alabama Ole Miss is just going to be fun to watch because of all the offense. And then I said, I think Mississippi State Kentucky is going to be a close football game. And then we just, you just touched briefly on the Arkansas Auburn game. You know, I think Arkansas is coming in with a lot of confidence. Yeah. They're playing well defensively. It, the key is, and it's going to be the key every single week. Can Felipe Franks just not get in the team's way? Can he not get in his way? Can he not turn the football over? Can he take care of it? If he can do that, Auburn is. I like Bo Nix. I think Bo Nix is a good quarterback, but this offense has not been super, super special for two weeks. I mean, they, they played okay week one. Obviously, they got smashed last week. So, you know, I, I think if, if Arkansas can just stay around um, and, and just not shoot themselves in the foot, this is a closer game than 13 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I firmly believe that weather forecast again, seven gate with rain showers. It seems like the Southeast is going to be dealing with some weather from Hurricane Delta this weekend. Hopefully everybody gets their games in and it's all good, but it will be sloppy. You will enjoy watching these games at home all over the weekend. And, and over the weekend, while you're watching these football games, if you're looking for insurance, be sure to contact our pal, Chris over at the Bowers Insurance Group. That's right. This episode of the Punt and Pass podcast is brought to you by the Bowers Insurance Group. The Bowers Insurance Group is an independent insurance agency in Roswell, Georgia, that has been serving the Southeast since 1984. Their goal is to build a policy for your business or family that meets your coverage needs and your wallet's needs, too. If you're interested in a quote, give Chris a call at 770-442-0101 or send him an email. Chris at BowersInsGRP.com. Tell them Punt and Pass sent you, and they will send you a $5 gas card. Who does not want that? From taking classes on North Campus, marching with the Redcoats, and cheering on the dogs between the hedges, the Bowers Insurance Group has been there with you for over 30 years. 
They look forward to working with your business and or family for many years and national championships, hopefully to come. Again, call Chris at 770-442-0101 or send him an email at chris at bowersinsgrp.com. All right, Aaron, we got fantastic college football games to break down. I wrote down five, and they're all top 25 matchups with the exception of the Red River rivalry because Oklahoma's no longer in the top 25. Mm. They lost two games in a row. It's crazy. It is so weird. But I want to start with game one, which I tried to talk myself into, and I did some research to make myself think this could be an upset alert. This could be a closer game than it is. What I'm talking about is the number four Florida Gators heading to College Station to take on the 21st-ranked Texas A&M Aggies. This game is at noon on ESPN. Florida's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The total's 57, and Aaron, I'm sitting here during the week going, come on, come on, let let me see Florida be able to maybe have to play a four-quarter game. I think this could be Texas A&M's get-right spot. It's at Kyle Field, so I'm, I'm dialing up the research engine in my brain, and I go, well, wait a minute. Todd Grantham used to be the defensive coordinator at Louisville. Jimbo Fisher was the head coach at Florida State. Maybe I can go back and find some stats that would tell me that Grantham struggles against Jimbo Fisher. And in 2017, Mullen and Grantham were at Mississippi State. Jimbo Fisher's at Texas A&M. They obviously played. Let me go back and look at that. And um, I didn't like what I found. I mean, Mullen and Grantham own Jimbo Fisher. Like, it ain't even close. Louisville beat Florida State one year like 63 to 20 in 2017 Mississippi State kicked Texas A&M's ass this could be a blowout I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask um I I, I tried to talk myself into it but I'm afraid Florida's going to cover Florida's going to continue to roll I'll be very interested to see how their defense gets better look it's week three okay what you see is what you get at this point can Florida right the ship on the defensive side of the ball to make this a cakewalk, because if they do, I think they could blow Texas A&M out. Yeah, I do too. I think this is going to be, um, sadly, a really long season, and it's just going to get darker and darker for Texas A&M. It, it just, it's, it's disappointing. There's a lot of energy and excitement uh, put towards this football team for this season. If this was their year, Jimbo's third year, Kellen's third year in the system, and you know, through the first two weeks of the season, you're like, man, this team is just—they're just not good. Uh, at all. <laughs> Sorry to say it. I mean, they're just, they're not. And, and, and you look at the rest of their schedule and, and, you know, I would, this team this year is going to win five or six games and that's it. I mean, I don't think they're going to win this weekend versus Florida. You can make a case. Honestly, I can make a case that they could lose almost every game the rest of the season. They're just, wow. they're just not that good on the offensive side of the football. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying this is a 500 football team and in all sec schedule, this is a five and five, maybe six and four football team. And if you would have told me that three months ago, I would have said you're crazy. I said this this team has too much talent coming back, too much experience. Kellen Mond's the most experienced quarterback in this league. Blah 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 blah. And you know, just the, the guys around him have struggled. He obviously has struggled. Um, and like I said, they're just they're plain and simple. They're just not a good football team this yeah. year. So, you know, the crazy thing is too, what happens next year? What happens when Kellen Mond's gone? Like, who do you have in the wing that is ready to take over for him? So um, I just don't know if if the grass is even close to being greener on the other side for the Texas A&M Aggie football team as we go into the future, too. So it's, it's, it's really disappointing. I see Florida, you know, smells blood in the water right now. They're feeling great on the offside of the football. I, I, people want to bitch about Florida's defense. 
I mean, they gave up 24 points last week to South Carolina. That's that's not a bad performance at all. I mean, they got Shai Smith. They got a talented quarterback. Mike Bob was a great offensive coordinator that knows Todd Grantham and his schemes. To give up 24 points in a, in a very offensive-heavy league right now, that's not a bad day at the office. So I yeah. think this defense is fine, um, and, I, and, and we both love their offense. So Florida rolls in this one, and I'm taking Florida with the points. Yeah, lay the points, lay the six and a half. Aaron and I are both on the Gators in College Station. That weather is 91 and sunny. The total is 57. I just don't see A&M being able to utilize this as their get-right game. And speaking of getting right – I mean, I went 4-1 and one against the spread again last week. That's twice in a row. I'm up to 12-8 and eight against the spread this season. Aaron, you went 3-2. and two. That's respectable. You're fighting your way back. You're 11-9. and nine. So we're neck and neck on pump, pass, and pick. And again, it's week six. I have drank the Kool-Aid. It's week six. So you guys can head over to puntandpass.com to see our picks after you listen to the show. Let's head to the ACC. Number 19, Virginia Tech is heading to Chapel Hill to take on the eighth-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. That's kind of hard to believe. This game is at noon on ABC. We got three great games at noon on Saturday. UNC is a five-point favorite. The total is fifty-nine. Is UNC worthy of a top ten ranking? I, I'm not really. I'm not sold on Virginia Tech yet. But UNC does have talent. You gotta love. You gotta love Sam Hill. Sam Howell, excuse me. Sam Howell. Yeah, I do. I love Sam Howell. I mean, their schedule's been really, really kooky um, with their games. I mean, they played back on. What was it, September 12th? And yeah. They pretty much had like three weeks off before they played Boston College last week. So, you know, it, that's really tough to get into any kind of rhythm. So they played last week. They're feeling good. They're 2-0, and top 10. I'm a big fan of Sam Howe. I know he hasn't started the season off as well as he's won to start off. But like you said, it's been a really interesting year. I mean, they played one game after a kooky offseason. Yeah. Then they had a three-week break and then have to get going again. So hopefully – like I said, they got the rhythm. They're feeling good. I think this is going to be a great football game. Uh, Virginia Tech's played really well offensively. They're scoring about 41 points per game right now. North Carolina has a great defense. So uh, close game, but I'll take I'll take Sam Howell and North Carolina with this one. Like I said, I think they're I think they're going to get a little bit of rhythm now, being able to play back to back games. Offense should get rolling. Uh, so give me North Carolina with the points. Okay, Aaron's laying five with UNC again, number eight ranked UNC. You just kind of talked me into Virginia Tech plus five, and here's why. No rhythm. Um, remember, UNC started slow against Syracuse, ended up blowing them out in the second half to cover. It's been a while. It's tough to play up in, um, what's it called, Chestnut Hill, excuse me, for Boston College. You hear about that when you and I talk to guests on Campus Store Mm -hmm. Live in the ACC. They're like, it's just a sleepy environment. Now there's no fans. It's tough to travel up north. It's different climate. So whatever, they beat Boston College by four. I just think this is a slow start game. It's at noon. Yes, I know it's in Chapel Hill, but the environment's going to be different. Virginia Tech is looking to get that top 10 victory. I think UNC squeaks this one out. This could be a last-second field goal type situation. Give me the five points with Vatek here. This could be a really good game at noon. I'm looking at UNC's schedule right now, and um, wow. If they win this game, they could be 9-0 in a short period of time. It's Virginia Tech this weekend. Then it's Florida State, NC State, Virginia, Duke, Wake. Then Notre Dame and Miami, and they end with Western Carolina. So they obviously see a path to get themselves into yeah. a college football playoff. You know, it kills me. It just, I mean, I, I look at both teams right now, and, and, and once again, it's just weather kills me because Virginia Tech's a better rushing football team. Yeah. And and, and people, this is that is going to be a huge factor for all these games this weekend. So, yeah, I'll stick with my original choice. 
But if it does rain, I'll be crying at noon because then it's it's, it's advantage Virginia Tech if it's for sure. a running football game. So, uh, but I'll stick to my guns. We'll see what happens. No, I, I think you're I think you're spot on with that, and um, it should be a very interesting interesting football game. But I think again, it could be a field goal game depending on the weather. I want to get to the Red River rivalry in just a second. Then we're going to break down Miami and Clemson and Tennessee, Georgia. But before that. We want to let you know that you need to head over to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, that's P-U-N-T, and you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Aaron, you and I talked about who we were going to play last week. I felt really good. I thought I was going to 10x my money. Um, and then Kyle Trask just ended like one and a half point below his projection. He was doing so well. Florida kind of called off the dogs. And it didn't hit for me. Let's talk about a few players right now. We've got Thursday night football tonight. The Braves are in the playoffs. Looks like they could close mm. out the NLDS and get to the NLCS. The NBA Finals are going on. Price Picks is the best. They allow you to do mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron. You can take the under on Tom Brady. You can do George Pickens against Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's the best. You guys have to go to prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Even if you are an existing user, go in there, go to customer support, use the promo code PUNT, deposit some money, get a 100% match. Let's talk about this, though, okay? Because you told me Kyle Trask was going over last week, KJ Costello going over. We need to do a little bit more deeper thinking. I'm going to give you four players. Let's have a little bit of a discussion. Mm -hmm. I do want to start with the Red River rivalry, though, because the total in this game is 72. Now, you don't bet the total on price picks, but you bet over or under on player projections and fantasy points. Sam Ellinger, who's been lighting it up this year, Oklahoma's defense looks awful, right? Just terrible. Awful. Sam Ellinger is projected 30 fantasy points. Spencer Rattler projected 28 fantasy points. Are one of these guys going over or under? Where do you lean on Sam Ellinger? 30 fantasy points. Is he just going to light the board up with touchdowns and limited turnovers? Um, I, I, I'm more with Sam Ellinger going over. I mean, listen, this okay. is a senior quarterback. This is a guy who's played in this game. And I know it's, it's going to be not the same kind of atmosphere, but still, it's it's Texas for A lot of juice in this it's game. A lot of juice in this game. And to be a part of it, I mean, I go back to just our game versus Florida. Um, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of excitement during the week. Uh, it's just a different feel. And so for Sam, he's been a part of it. He's played in it. He understands. Um, so I think he just that, – that experience gives me more confidence in him. And obviously he's going against a just complete crap defense in Oklahoma. So, yes, if, if anyone was going to go over this week, I would heavily put my money on Sam Ellinger. He's had a great season so far, 14 touchdowns, only two picks. Um, and, you know, I, we'll, we'll see if, if, if it's, you know, this atmosphere and this game is too big for Rattler. Uh, he's played okay here at the beginning of the season, not great. And obviously you can see that uh, in the record. It's not just all on him. I mean, I go back to what I said a few seconds ago. The defense has played terrible for Oklahoma. I mean, it, it, this is a, a team game, but, you know, everyone always wants to give the quarterback the record at the end of the day. So he is one and two as a starting quarterback for Oklahoma. So, advantage Texas. I think Texas actually wins this football game. And to me, it goes back to the quarterback position. Um, these are two teams that rely heavily on that position to be able to move the ball up and down the field. Uh, and the experience I think is going to win this one. So go Texas uh, and Ellinger with over the points here. Yeah. And I think Spencer Rattler goes over as well. I mean, look at his stat line and it ain't all his fault. The defense is no. trash, but Texas's yep. defense is no good either. I mean, they gave up 56 points to, um, 
uh, I for, I'm forgetting who they gave up 60 Texas Tech, right? And I mean, yeah, Spencer Rattler is going to be able to put points on the board. I would go over in this game. I'd take the over 28 points on Spencer Rattler. I would take the over on Sam Ellinger as well. Let's head to the, the Georgia-Tennessee game. Two more players here, Aaron. Stetson Bennett, 19.4 fantasy points. And Jarrett Garantano, 18.5 fantasy points. I'll just tell you right now. Take the under 18.5 on Garantano. And I like what you think. Take the yeah. under 19.4 on Stetson Bennett. Think of the rain. Think of how they're going to... This game's going to be physical. This game is going to be run the football, limit the turnovers... What you don't want in this game, from either coaching standpoint, is to have to have the quarterbacks win it for you. Stetson Bennett, Jared Garantano go under 19.4 for Bennett and 18.5 for Garantano. Prize picks. Download. Go ahead, please. Oh, yeah. I completely agree with that one. This game is going to be – it's going to be a big boy. Put your big boy pants on. Get ready just to watch – some downhill running, um, and they're just coming right down your throat, both these teams. So, yes, I, I don't think either quarterback is necessarily going to have an electric day. Uh, and, and, and once again, the, the weather is going to be a huge factor. So, yes, run, 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 run. Take the under for both these quarterbacks. So look at the running backs when you head over to prize picks for the Tennessee and Georgia game, and then you could put a nice little juicy four-picker together and 10 extra money. Go to prizepicks.com, download the prize picks app, use the promo code PUNT, Get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. All right, so that Red River rivalry, you just said it. You like Texas plus the 2.5. I'm with you there. We're both on Texas plus 2.5, and and that could be an Aaron Murray lock of the week over 72. I don't know. Uh, We'll get to that in just a bit. All right, ACC, number 7 Miami, heading to number 1 Clemson. This game's at 7.30 p.m. on ABC. Clemson is a 14-point favorite. The total here. 63. And Aaron, I want you to give me your pick, but Miami has been one of the better stories of the college football season so far. Off to a great start. They're 3-0. They're dismantling teams. Derek King and Rhett last year are getting a lot of love on the offensive side of the ball, but they look great on defense. They can rush the quarterback. They've got depth. They've got speed. Could they present issues to Clemson? I don't know, but what what I'm thinking here is that this bye week at this time could hurt Miami more than it helps them. They were rolling. They had a lot of momentum. Now they got to kind of get back on the horse and giddy up because they're playing the best team in college football. Yeah, they, they do, but I don't know, man. I, I just think there's a confidence in this football team right now with Derek King uh, and the way he's been playing. So I don't think they're going to go into Clemson uh, and win this football game, but I do think it's going to be a competitive game. And you said, I mean, they're playing great on both sides of the football right now. They're running it really well, and that's that's going to be the key for Miami. Run the ball well with Harris. Obviously, Derrick King use his legs to be able to sneak some first downs, keep Clemson and their offense off the field, um, and I think he steals some possessions by doing that. So I think this is a competitive football game. Clemson wins it. It's still a huge victory for those guys. But what is that, 14, 14 and a half right now? Yeah, and I'm seeing rain with maybe a little lightning strike in there. So yeah, this so one once could, again, if, it, yeah. if it's nasty – you know, I know that, that Clemson has ETN at running back too, but you know, you got a two-headed monster with Miami with Harris and Derek King back there running the football. So I think this is, you know, with or without rain, I would still pick Miami with the points here. Uh, but especially if it is nasty and, and a little bit rainy, I'm definitely picking Miami with the points. I saw Joel Cloud on Colin Coward yesterday and he said something crazy. Like I think yesterday or last week when Virginia only lost by 18 points to Clemson, it was like the third time in three years that an ACC team had kept it within 20 points against Clemson. I mean, it's crazy what they do in the league. And regardless of the weather, 
regardless of the momentum that Miami has. I just think Clemson puts their foot down and says, Buck stops here. We're still the best. You guys are having fun down there in South Beach. They're going to win by two touchdowns or more. I think this is a big-time game for Clemson. They finally have something to get up for, so I'll lay the 14. I think Clemson wins and remains the number one team in the nation. And Miami, keep keep playing hard. You just never know. If they make it competitive and they have that one loss, hopefully they can find themselves in that discussion when it's time for conference championship weekend. All right, let's head to our final game. Number 14, Tennessee, heading into Athens to take on the number three-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. This is your 330 SEC on CBS game. Georgia, 12.5-point favorite. The total here is 43. Before we pick the game, Aaron, I want to tell everybody one of my favorite stories from the Georgia-Tennessee rivalry. I think you will remember this. Go back to 2010, Aaron. It's a long time ago. That's 10 years ago. It makes me feel old as shit. Mm-hmm. We, we started old. this season 1-4, Georgia did. We were on a four-game losing streak. We had lost three in a row to SEC opponents. We dropped games to South Carolina, to Arkansas, Arkansas and to Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. So we come back to Athens. We're 1-4, and four, obviously nowhere inside the top 25. We're playing Tennessee. Tennessee not very good either. We go out. We do our pregame warm-ups. We come back in the locker room before kickoff, and Coach Rick would usually allow current NFL players to come into the locker room, hang with us, do a recruiting tool. As you see now, I think Kirby does the same thing, especially for guys like Quavo from Migos. Quavo can talk to the team before uh, the game, hype them up, speak with recruits. Obviously, he is Georgia football's number one fan. There's no doubt about that. Thomas Davis was in the locker room before the game. Thomas Davis, all-time Georgia great. Dude is still playing in the NFL. He is an absolute monster. So Coach Rick is about to give his pregame speech before we pray. He says, hey guys, Thomas Davis is in town. TD would like to speak to the team. Do you remember this? Yeah. He hands over TD and he's like, here you go, Thomas, go ahead. Thomas Davis ripped our asses for like three straight minutes saying, y'all suck, y'all are sorry. Um, Every week in the locker room, I got guys coming up to me wanting to bet against Georgia. I'm embarrassed. He used every cuss word in the book, told us how embarrassed he was to be a Georgia alumni, told us how we make him sick and sorry with how soft we're playing. He laid into us. He was saying GD. He was saying the F word. He was, I mean, he was turning red in the face, screaming at us about how embarrassed he was with how bad we were playing and how he had to take action. Because in the locker room, in the NFL, if somebody wants to bet against your team, you have to say yes often, and there's no spread. So it's like, hey, I want to bet against Georgia this weekend, 500 bucks, and you're going, okay, that's fine. And TD was obviously losing a lot of money, but he was losing a lot of pride, and he let us know that. He laid into us when he was done coach rick said let's pray and we prayed and went out on the field and we won 41 to 14 we absolutely whooped up on him so thank you td i remember that clear as day uh it really changed our season because we ended up winning a couple more games of course we lost to florida in overtime but it did turn our season around we ended up six and seven but td that was a needed shot in the ass and it worked that day uh that's a memory i'll never forget and even when we would play the Carolina Panthers, I remember Larry Fitzgerald came up to me one time and he was like, hey, can you tell your boy TD to just take it easy today? He did not want to see Thomas Davis in the middle of the field. The guy is an absolute monster and a damn good dog. We love you, TD. All right, great story. I'm glad you remembered it. Number 14, Tennessee, coming in to take 
Number three, Georgia on in between the hedges. Again, Georgia's a 12.5-point favorite. The total is 43. Big spot for Tennessee. They're on an eight-game win streak. They tell you that they haven't lost in 353 days, and that's true. But our buddy Ryan Skates over from the Poor Man's Game Notes, follow the Poor Man's Game Notes, at the PMGN on Twitter, at the Poor Man's Game Notes on Instagram. Definitely subscribe to that newsletter. It's the best in the game. He also has a crazy stat. Yeah, Tennessee's won eight straight. Yeah, they haven't lost in 353 days. But Tennessee has the nation's longest losing streak against top 10 teams, 33 straight losses. That is not where you want to be. Jared Garantano, can he right the ship? Can he get this top five victory and upset Georgia between the hedges, Aaron? I just don't think this is a good matchup for Tennessee. No. Listen, Tennessee's an improved football team, and you know maybe they're going to be able to keep this thing competitive if they can run the football. But um, I just don't see it happen. You know, you look at Tennessee's defense right now, and, and I'm just not in love with that side of the football for those guys. So I think Georgia, Georgia dominates the line of scrimmage. I think it's going to look a lot like it did last week for Sauber. Yeah. I think Georgia's going to run, 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 eat up the clock, wear their defense out. Um and then, listen, I, I like Garantano right now. He's playing while he's taking care of the football, but Georgia's defense is just too good for everyone. They really the there, there's maybe a, a, a couple teams that can put up points against Georgia. Alabama, we're going to really see that. I'm really pumped for that game next weekend. For sure. Florida, Clemson, I mean, literally a handful of teams out there that, that, that can match up well with what Georgia presents on the defense side of the football. Tennessee's not that. I, I do like their offensive line. Those guys are powerful up front. But at the end of the day, Georgia's that side is just too much. So Georgia, Tennessee may keep it interesting early, especially if the weather's kind of crappy. But Georgia wins this one. Give me them with a, with a um, you know covering the, the points as well. Yeah. So you're laying the twelve and a half. I, I think I'm going to as well. You just said it. And what's crazy too is in this game, both quarterbacks, Jared Garantano and Stetson Bennett the fourth, no interceptions in 2020. I think they're the only two SEC quarterbacks left. Is that right? I'm I'm not sure if they're the only two left. Maybe the only two starters left. But Stetson Bennett and Jarrett Garantano taking care of the football, not turning the ball over, doing what they need to do in order to allow their teams to have success. I totally agree with you. If this turns into a line of scrimmage battle because the weather is poor, that favors Georgia. There's no doubt about it. Believe me when I say this. Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning are going to try to put this ball game into the hands of Jarrett Garantano. Georgia's secondary, I think, is kind of being overlooked at this point. These dudes are I don't think so. These dudes are no chance. They got speed. I mean, they can lock down. I think everyone saw how good those guys were on the back end uh, last week for Auburn. I mean, the the, the thing is, they just all have length. I think all the corners, or most of them, are six foot plus. Um, It's a great advantage. Huge advantage. I mean, it's a scary thing. When you're a quarterback and look out there, and you see a cornerback that's like 6'1", 6'2", you're like, damn, man, he's going to get his hands on my receiver. For like, sure. It's hard to throw jump balls. It's hard to throw back shoulder fades. Uh, it's just tough, man. They just got so much length on the outside, and those dudes can run too. So, you know, that, and that's why I feel more comfortable with Georgia stopping the run is because they feel so good and confident about those corners. You can, put an, you can put a safety in the box, put eight guys in the box to stop the run, and feel good playing one-on-one coverage on the outside because you trust those guys. So I think that's really where Georgia's advantage is as a defense is – their corners are that good um, to, to allow them to focus on stopping the run and playing a little bit more man-to-man on the outside. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And, and Georgia has a legit pass rush this year, too, something that they have not had in years past consistently. This is just a bad matchup for Tennessee. Aaron and I are both on the same side. We're going to lay the 12-and-a-half. Georgia should move to 3-0, and teeing up a fantastic 2-versus-3 matchup, depending on what happens to Clemson. Next week in Tuscaloosa. So 
This will be a great game. SEC on CBS, 3.30 p.m. Be sure to head on over to puntandpass.com. We're going to put up our punt, pass, and pick for week six. It'll have my flip the field free pick. It'll have Aaron's lock of the week. We're both on a nice little run here from a gambling perspective. Are you off this weekend again, Aaron? You're at home just living it up. Off this weekend. And then uh, back on the road the next week for about 10 straight weeks. So one last weekend to kind of relax and chill. All right. Well, at least you're working. No complaints there. At least you're working. Be sure to follow Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at AaronMurray11. I'm at Drew Butler. We are at Punt and Pass. And head over to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT for a 100% match on your deposit up to $100. And again, I can't stress this enough. There's no sharks, no optimizers, no mass multi-entry. It's just you versus the projections. You can also do mixed sport entries. We've got so much action this weekend. Head on over to Prize Picks. It's slick and easy to use. The mobile app is great. It's available on the App Store. And Google Play, it's the simplest fantasy game on the market. It is daily fantasy simplified. Head on over to prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT, and have some fun this weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Love on some college football, and we'll talk to you next week. See you.